0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We move into the final hour of trading. Stocks are off their session highs on this Back to Work Monday. And this update is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit sectorsptrs.com or call one 866 sector ETF. Stocks have erased gains. To trade, little change. The dollar halted a two-day drop. Treasury slipped. Gold fell as demand for havens faded. A busy week. President Trump talking at the United Nations tomorrow. Also, Federal Reserve policymakers meeting this week. Jeff Kleintop is chief global investment strategist at Charles Schwab. From
1: the end of the financial crisis until just about a year ago, the size of the Fed's balance sheet and the stock market moved in lockstep with each other. The two lines were the same. If you pull them up on your Bloomberg terminal. That ended a year ago as the Fed's balance sheet flattened out while stocks continue to march higher on better earnings growth. That's the key. They've disconnected from each other. Stocks are now tracking earnings and not so much what the Fed's doing anymore.
0: People familiar with the investigation say the Justice Department has opened a criminal investigation into whether top officials at Equifax violated insider trading laws when they sold stock before the company disclosed that it had been hacked. Equifax shares up eight-tenths of one percent. And Northrop Grumman's $7.8 billion purchase of orbital OTK. Uh, ATK will expand its space and missile businesses just as the U.S. sharpens its focus on defending against a possible strike by North Korea. The transaction cements a turnaround for Northrop, which have been the target of breakup speculation. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
2: Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets, and this is Bloomberg Radio.
0: Dave Wilson, our stocks that are joins us right now with his chart of the day and his song of the day. And the song, what is that, Dave Wilson? That's
3: Oasis, of
0: course one it of their is.
3: bigger hits. Huh. Anyway. On. Uh It was (laughs) worth, please, much bigger on the other side of the Atlantic, I will tell you that much. In any case, the song Champagne Supernova came to mind when I saw the term liquidity supernova pop up in a report by Michael Hartnett, the uh, chief investment strategist over at Bank of America Merrill Lynch. And what he was referring to is the way that central banks have, in essence, thrown money at the economy and, by extension, the financial markets over the past several years. I mean, he was citing a figure that this year alone, if you take in the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank and all their peers, you're talking about something like $2 trillion being added in terms of liquidity or money that can find its way, for example, into stocks and bonds. So, You know, here we are with a Fed policy meeting coming up this week and a pretty widespread sort of uh, anticipation that the central bank is going to start ratcheting down on bond buying, that they're not going to reinvest whatever they get from maturing debt that's on their balance sheet already. So the question is, what does that mean for the markets? And You know, Hartnett sort of addresses that in the context of not just what the U.S. is doing, but also what the ECB is doing in terms of ratcheting back their bond purchases. When you put the two together, in his view, you have necessary conditions for correction, as he put it. And actually the chart that accompanies sort of the summary of what Hartnett had to say may be familiar to uh, those who are fans of the chart of the day, because it's one that popped up uh, over the summer uh, with Byron Wien over Blackstone Group. I mean, he was pointing out, as Hartnett did, that you have seen stocks move up this year without a whole lot of change in the Fed's holdings of securities. S&P 500 up something like 12 percent and those uh, Fed assets rising by only about one and a half percent. So it's the contrast that has led them to be concerned because you've seen the two kind of move together throughout the current bull market going back to march two thousand nine. If you want to know more, send me an email, I'll get you that chart, the explanation that goes with it, and everything I do going forward, the email address is dwilson at Bloomberg net. That's dwilson at Bloomberg net.
2: And definitely relevant, uh, this week since we've got, uh, a Fed FOMC rate decision on Wednesday. Let's bring in Yelena Shalitova, our Bloomberg Intelligence senior economist, Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of analysts. Uh, you heard, uh, Dave talking, Yelena. Uh, this is a big week for the Fed.
4: It's, uh, it's gonna be the focus of the week, obviously. And, uh, you know, the markets are largely expecting and, uh, also the analysts and economists are largely expecting, uh, the Fed to announce, uh, the beginning 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 of the unwind of the balance sheet. So while this is going to be the focus of this meeting, uh, investors are expecting it. And so we'll probably be wondering more about uh, the pace of rate hikes going forward. So uh, a reduction in the uh, Fed asset holdings is a tightening Policy and uh, it's largely untested. So the Fed has never done this. Uh, and uh, you know, there is a risk that uh, there will be unforeseen market uh, consequences. So, um, in order to provide a buffer, official uh, will likely opt uh, for slower rate hikes. So that's why it is really very important to watch the um, summary of economic projections for any changes in uh, the path of interest rates going forward.
0: Uh, yeah I think we'll see clues of that at all, and is there any possibility there's any data, or is there one piece of data that might suggest that they they might d- defer from that path?
4: So, uh, I think we will, we could see some, uh, somewhat lower, uh, paths of projected interest rates, and remember, uh, this time around, uh, uh, the Fed will add another year of forecasts, so the September meeting is when they add another, uh, year of, uh, forecasts uh, going forward so that, that will be very interesting we could see some um, lowering of uh, their projections in terms of uh, the um, unemployment rate so long term unemployment rate could be reduced even further because we keep uh, getting low unemployment rate readings without uh, getting any wage pressures but uh, they could also revise down the path of expected interest rates
2: It'll be interesting, too, uh, I guess, Yelena, if they also discuss some of the storms that we've seen. And while most economists say, you know, we'll see some temporary impact, and we could see then on the flip side as we begin the rebuild uh, in Texas and Florida, you know, that you'll see uh, economic uh, activity kind of juiced a little bit. So kind of net-net, uh, maybe there's no real impact, at least economically, in terms of the statistics?
4: I mean, they could uh, discuss it and probably will discuss it at the meeting. Uh, We don't see much of an impact uh, uh, on monetary policy uh, this year um, at all. Uh, Basically, the Fed didn't stop hiking back in 2005 when Katrina um, hit uh, you know the, the South of the United States, so uh, we do't expect uh, that to happen this time around, uh, despite some dire, really dire consequences for people who live there and uh, a lot of properties destroyed. Talking about uh, the hurricanes impact uh, today this morning, we already saw um, some uh, impact on economic data. So the NHB uh, index of builder sentiment uh, declined quite substantially uh, this morning uh, for the months of September. But uh, that is what actually usually happens after a major hurricane impact. But then uh, usually sentiment rebounds, and uh, the same thing, the similar thing happens to the actual activity. So tomorrow housing starts actually could see some. Um, rebound, but then uh, in September we could see a decline followed mm. by a pickup in activity.
2: It'll be an interesting week, uh, certainly, to see what uh, we get from the Fed. Yelena, thank you so much. Uh, Bloomberg Intelligence Senior U.S. Economist Yelena Shalatova, along with our Bloomberg Stocks Columnist uh, Dave Wilson. Dave will be back a little bit later on with his stock of the day. Bloomberg Markets, brought to you by CBOE, VIX, Options, and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE, VIX, Options, and Futures. See disclosures. And learn more at cboe.com slash Powerful Outcomes VIX. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Masser along with Corey Johnson. Coming up, we'll talk about a big deal in the defense industry that's coming up in just a moment. And uh, a little bit later on, we'll get uh, why one of our guests says there's a lot of market complacency right now and what that means for the investment environment. All right, everybody, it is time for a check on your latest World and National News headlines. Let's get to Nancy Lyons in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Carol. Trump says there's a good chance
1: of peace in the Middle East. He spoke before a bilateral meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu at the U.N. today, saying his administration is working to that end.
3: I think Israel would like to see it, and I think the Palestinians would like to see it. And I can tell you that the Trump administration would like to see it.
1: Netanyahu also sounded positive heading into the meeting.
3: We will discuss the way we can seize the opportunity for peace.
0: Between Israel and the Palestinians and between Israel and the Arab world, I think
1: these things go together. Trump is also meeting this afternoon with France's president, Emmanuel Macron. There is a push to create a special commission to look into Russia's hacking of the 2016 election. Democrat Senator Kirsten Gillibrand is one of the bill's sponsors.
2: Senator Lindsey Graham and I have a bipartisan bill to do a deep dive, a 9-11-style commission that will look into how were we hacked, what were our cyber vulnerabilities, what are our cyber vulnerabilities today, and what can we do to prevent another type of interference in the 18 election.
1: Senator Lindsey Graham says hostile governments like Russia have shown they do not believe in democracy. Two suspects are being questioned by London authorities in connection with Friday's attack on a subway train. One is an 18-year-old refugee from Iraq, the other a 21-year-old from Syria. There are reports both were fostered by a British couple. That couple's home is being searched. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nancy Lyons.